Hey everyone, it's John Carella, one of the co-creators and executive producer of Dance Moms. And I am super excited. I feel so excited to be doing a podcast about all things dance. We're going to talk about dance and film and TV. We're going to talk about the dance competition world. And we're also going to talk about some LGBTQ issues that intersect with dance. This space is going to be a safe space for myself, for you, for the guest to use our voice. Well, I just finished the podcast with Christy Lekasiak, and I don't like to use that word perfect, but it was perfect in the best sense. She was open. She was vulnerable. She shared a side of you that I've seen for many years, but maybe that some of you all haven't seen. Um, She talks a lot about her spiritual journey and her journey in forgiving herself forgiving herself for mistakes that she's made in life and on television. Um, She also talks about how it was challenging at first when Chloe came out and how she has been able to be accepting. And I would love to call her, I like to call her an advocate, definitely for the LGBTQ community, even before Chloe. We also have some really fun moments and unexpected moments. And Christy is the queen of sound bites. So um, listen up and I'm sure you're going to hear a few. So thank you for joining me and her on this inaugural podcast of Dance Dad with John Carella with the ultimate dance mom, Christy Lukasiak. Oh my God. I am here with the iconic 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 oh <laughs> christy lukasiak i can't believe i got three iconics i know it's very beyonce i think she does that uh, in a song that's why does she yeah she does oh god i'm not well versed in my beyonce oh, i better catch up how dare i call myself a dance mom exactly uh but I speaking your, of i love your setup Oh, thank you. This is my very collegiate pink setup. But I mean, you have me beat. First of all, what is that Barbie back there? Well, first of all, this is the first episode of this podcast I'm doing. So you, Christy's going to get a tour and everybody else is getting a tour of this so amazing setup. First I of all, am you. the inaugural guest. You are. So you were a virgin before me, John? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Always right out the gate. That's one good thing with you right out the gate. You don't you get to get it and then you go home. You yeah. don't have to wait. You don't, you're like, got but, it. Bye. Good night. I know, I know how to deliver a soundbite, you know? <laughs> um, yes, I, I'm actually a podcast virgin. Okay. Um, and this is also, you know, a podcast that's, 18 and over. So do as you wish, Christy. I I wondered about swearing because I do know and respect the fact that you teach younger kids. And I'm sure that some of those younger children probably, I'm guessing, may be interested in a dance mom's podcast with a dance mom. So they might tune in to listen to this, you know, because they're fans of the show. And if they want to hear you talking to me, so I'm going to try to I'm going to try to behave. 
I know it's 18 and over. I'm just saying in case somebody decides to listen. Okay. I'm try to I'm mind my manners. You, I'm going to get, well, and we're going to be talking about, you know, me meaningful and deep. So we're going to talk about some different stuff about Christy. Everyone's going to start coming to you for advice and. Oh, uh, are they going to know my secret deep thought? I have a secret, really deep, reflective, spiritual side. I do. I love that. That's no, why I we know. I, I know. It is. But, it is really. After we get through all the um, F words. <laughs> well, I have many F words that I like to use, but I do but like you yours. You know what we wanted to do? I was watching the making of Home Alone, and this is <gasps> what Joe Pesci did. Now, wait a minute. Is it the movies that we love? Was it that show? Yes. I love that show. Did you see the making of Home Alone? Yes. So he, yes. when he... You know, he improv Joe Pesci. He wanted to cuss and they knew it was going to be for kids. Uh, I don't but remember he this came part. Up with that other, like, which, you know, he would make all those sounds when he would get hit by the ball. Uh, that was his way of cussing. So if you want to come up with a new language, feel free. Okay, I'll try. But <laughs> I don't remember that part of it. I do love that series. It's great. There's so many great old movies they talk about. I do. I know. Mm -hmm. I wish they did Flashdance. Oh my gosh. This week on Back to the Bar, my podcast with Kelly, we actually did an episode all about the making of the Flashdance commercial for Dance Bombs. I know. And guess what I was watching before our podcast? Were you watching Flashdance, John? To get me motivated. <laughs> I to love get you. Me in the field. <laughs> I did. I only watched the first. That first song always gets me. It really does. I mean, what does it open with? The slow song, but the instrumental of what she dances to at the oh, end. Oh, okay. So what a feeling. Irene Cara. Yeah, so it's, it's foreshadowing. Okay. Uh, and then I it love goes, that. And it goes into the strip club. So, you know. Right. Love. But you know that's a Pittsburgh movie. But my question was, because I know you've... Have you ever visited Pittsburgh, actually? I've been to Seven Springs. Okay. That's not Pittsburgh. Well, have I've you been, been to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh proper? Like downtown? Did you dance on the flash dance stairs is my question. No. How dare you? You come visit me. I'm going to take you. You can live all of your uh, flash dance fantasies. I don't even know the flash dance stairs. But there, no, when me. she's going, uh, I think the first time she's going to, I guess it's it's the ballet, right? She's going to the ballet. Um, when she's going, when she's first standing in the waiting room and like everybody looks really professional and she gets nervous and leaves before mm -hmm. that there's like a sh i think i think there's a shot of her and it's outside of uh the carnegie museum of natural history there's a very famous set of stairs and she like dances a little bit on the stairs it's real quick it's not like the rocky stairs but it's okay. but yeah i can take you there we can have your um flash dance moment yes yeah we can do that because i'm sure the dance room was a set unfortunately hundred percent. You all did it and it was a set and it looked exactly like it. So, well, I think they may have gone to the same building. Oh, so I didn't even know they shot that in Pittsburgh. I mean, Meaning, I don't know. I didn't know they shot the promo in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, we shot it in Pittsburgh. It could have been the same set. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I look, I have a lot of things I make up in my own head. We know this. Um, but I do think it may have been the same set. For some reason, that rings true to me. I don't know. If not, we can pretend. Well, I, I love that you're a flash dance lover, and we're going to talk more about 
things you know, I love. In my heart of hearts, all dance moms, whether they competed or not, are we're are dance moms. Dance. They oh, already yeah. have their solos picked out. They already 100%. have their costumes. So we're going to have some fun questions. But okay. before that, you know, since this is the inaugural, I don't even know if that word's correct. Inaugural. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I did bring a bottle of champagne. <gasps> I didn't bring one. Oh my God, John, you let me down. Why you did have, you tell me? you have a me? glass behind you? I see a glass. I'll just, I'll fake pour. That's Isn't not a glass. glass? It's a sound bowl. I'm very spiritual. Oh, that's a big, that's big enough for you. <laughs> I usually keep a bottle of champagne in my office, but they're all empty. Well, I'm going to open this up and pour myself. Oh, I'm so sad. I wonder if I, I'm sure I have champagne downstairs, but that's okay. Christy, I thought you would have had one. I just assumed you'd have a drink. Well, it's Friday. I should. I don't know why I didn't. God, what? I'm slacking in my old age. Um, While you're opening that, I have a question. Did you stone your own hat? What? Did you stone that hat? No. And you know what? Stoning's easier now, Christy. Why? How? Tell me everything. Because look, back in the day, you'd have to stone this. Yeah. You just buy stuff. Even look at the mic. Well, yes. I, you just buy you just... strips of rhinestones, which back in, I mean, when I was competing, they used the like gun with the clasp and okay. the rhinestone. And yeah. what Chloe oh. was, it was. E6000 and right? a bobby pin. Yeah. Wait, well, what was that gun? What was that glue? That gun e- and glue. E6000 and a bobby pin. Some people used a crayon. I preferred a bobby pin. But I do have to say the quality of. Okay. I forgot who I was talking to for a minute. I was going to say the quality of the rhinestones. I know those are Austrian crystal because you would not have fake ass rhinestones. I know you wouldn't. Yeah. So these are. Um... Rostrovsky. That's where you're a little bit, I can say AB and I sound pretty cool to dance moms when I say ABs. Yeah. But do you know what an AB is? Yeah. It's the kind of the basic color that pulls in all the colors to yeah. me. That's how I look of course. At. Okay. God, I can't believe I just insulted you by that. You're like yeah. the original I mean, dance dad. I can't believe. I um, just bought myself, I call them adult rhinestones. Ooh, what's I that? I got a new ring. And so I say they're ABs when I wear them to my dance moms like look i'm wearing my adult ab's and they love it oh my god that's the cutest do they all love oh i know the moms love you but do the moms love you that you teach with i feel they do it's always hard teaching um or challenging for any parent i'm sure when of course you're teaching your child and you're dealing with things they can't do at times yes but i will say i know you very well and I know you're tough. I do. You are tough. You you definitely, uh, please, I have to, I'll tell a funny story later, but you are tough. But, um, but you're also very supportive and kind and uplifting to the kids, but you're tough. Like you don't just let them get away with things, you know, like, you know, if they can pull out another pirouette, you call them on it, but then you're, you're not mean. No, no, because, um, that's the old way. You know, right. I, I was kind of trained that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure 15 years ago I was. But even then I was a lot kinder on that route. Yeah. But now, oh, no, dance has changed so much. And I'm I would say I'm I don't even like that word tough. I just create more boundaries with the moms. 
It's more boundaries than... I guess that's not what I mean when I say tough. I mean, you hold your kids to a high expectation as a teacher. You don't coddle them and just say like, that was just amazing when you know there's more that they can give. No, I don't. But if they make a mistake, I let right. them know it's okay. That's what I mean. You, you don't baby you them. still do it. Mm-hmm. You can go out there and do it again and I'll be right here. So, yeah. um, oh my oh. God. What happened? It did it on its own and it didn't hit me. Christy, that could have been a major injury. It could have been. Oh my God. What if you would have had to stop your inaugural podcast to go to Cedar Sinai? Don't say that. But you didn't. I said, what if? It was very, okay, I guess we're moving on. Um, yes, let's move on. Okay, let's... I will never just open it and not open it. Now I know. Yeah. So, cheers. Cheers. Toast. Here's your... Um, cheers. Here, I'll cheers you with my water. Cheers. I'm pouring it. Boom. This is the first one. I have to say a toast. Here's so, looking at you, kid. It's like ASMR. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> toast to the... First of all, if you would have told me 15 years ago, I'd be sitting here with me doing a dance podcast. Yeah. And that Christy Lukasiak would be the first guest. I would tell you, you were insane. So yes. funny how life takes you, huh? It's weird where funny. it goes. And um, thank you for introducing me to Hivecast. I appreciate it because they oh, helped. Yeah. yeah, they've been great. They were great. Uh, that's a really, that's an AB glass, John. <laughs> you, you, know, you still walk around even though you don't have, well, you have the new company, the new dance competition, mm-hmm. but you don't have a daughter who is competing anymore. Correct. And you are probably one of the most famous dance moms out there. I would agree. Yes. So do you still walk around like that? Like your dance mom brain clicks on and do you turn on um, a dance, like a dance competition show and like your brain automatically goes, oh, she didn't connect her passe or she needs to. A hundred (laughs) percent. A hundred percent. Can I please tell the story about when you and I went to the skate park or do you want to save that for later? Do it now. Go. Yeah. So Chloe, well, I know you're going to talk to me about this later, but Chloe's girlfriend, my daughter, Chloe, her girlfriend is uh, a uh, professional skater, like a skateboarder. And one day John's like, oh, I really want to go see her skate in Venice. And so we we went to Venice and John and I sat there like, <laughs> like, I don't want to say bitchiest because it wasn't bitchiest, but the most stereotypical dance moms ever. Because you're like, I don't know this sport. You're like, am I supposed to be impressed by that? Or is that like a single pirouette? You're like, or is that a front aerial walkover? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we were like, how impressed are we by this? Exactly. You got to know. Do it in dance terms. Right. So everything we had to have Chloe come over and translate. We were like, Chloe, come here. And we were like, what is that equivalent to? And she would kind of give us a translation. And then we're like, oh, yeah, then that was good. We were you and I both. But you were a little bit more dance mom because with Brooklyn, if she kept missing a trick, Mm -hmm. we're like, go back and do it again. Do it again. Oh, I did. Go do it again. Do it again. Because I didn't want her to end on a failure. I wanted to raise her up. See? 
I also mm-hmm. offered to do her hair in a French twist for that day, but she declined. Oh, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And they need it. You know, I like the look. I like the costume. Didn't I call it a costume? <laughs> yes, you did. You're like, Brooklyn, I love your costume. And she just kind of looked at you. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would just a little more pop, but I get it. So on that note, on a little more pop, I'm going to show you this room. Uh, I, your room is out of control. First of all, that wallpaper is that. It didn't Gucci do a wallpaper like that. I don't know. I got it on Amazon. <laughs> it's it it has a. Uh, I think it was. I think Gucci had a wallpaper like that. I could be misspeaking, but definitely like a high end designer did that. So it's probably like a take on it. So as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know that wallpaper. It's very cool. Thank you. It's a uh, you know bold mm-hmm. with the pink. Mm-hmm. I am a guy, hot pink. And then I, the cheetah is kind of the fear, or actually it's bold and fierce. That's my thing. Bold and fierce. I'm I, a lover of boldness. That's mm-hmm. why I do love you. And you know, your boldness. <laughs> the time, sure. boldness you know, boldness always changes us too. You have to remember being on the receptive end, it can feel uncomfortable, but it's good mm-hmm. because it challenges us to grow. So yeah. I have that. And then, um, I'm dying over the pictures of you back there. I see your like 1980s headshot. I know that that's what it is. Was that your dance masters photo? I was five years old. Were you five? I was five. Well, you could have been petite. I wasn't dancing. I used to have a marketing agent. Ah, okay. Plaza three. So I had, you know, I had a kind of, if my mom was a dance mom, who would she who would have played her on Dance Moms? Yeah, who would have played your mom on Dance Moms? You know, she don't say Holly. Holly. God, yeah. everybody's a Holly. That's a lie. Everybody's well, your mom might have been a Holly, but yeah. everyone's like, well, I'm maybe, a Holly. I'm like, no, you weren't. You're were a Christian. Maybe a Gina Just be Torres. Maybe See, a Gina Torres. Um, Zachary Zach's Lennon's mom. Mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. More. My mom was more of a watcher. Plus, I think it's different when you have a boy. I do think so. Yeah, but my mom did. Um, Put me in this. If, I won't bring it close, but maybe I'll show it. I'll pop it in there. I have that. So I'm going to let you guide this since it's. Okay. It's I'm, in, I'm into the Barbie. I need to ha- I need information about the Barbie. So the Barbie I got this year from a friend of mine. You you've seen it, but you can't see. Uh, or Yeah. Here right now. There's a bunch of Barbies that. Uh-huh. I have. But I what Barbie is that? This is a gymnast Barbie. Oh, that's the secret that John holds dear to his heart. He really isn't a dance dad. He's a gym dad. Mm. You love gymnastics. You do love gym. That's your OG love. I'm a gym dad. The competition end. I think it's real simple. You got the scores. They Mm -hmm. give overall. First, second, third. You flip. You know, you, you, but with the artistic part, there's, well, now there's a lot of rhinestones in, in gymnastics, but I think it, it doesn't have the aspect of Chloe dancing and I yeah. love Simone Biles. What, oh I, my God, who doesn't love Simone? But I love her. You know why she has changed why? gymnastics? Because she was at the Olympics and she didn't feel prepared. Mm-hmm. I mean, a billion people are watching her. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, and they were watching Chloe her. Scratched at a competition. Have what? Has Chloe ever scratched at a competition, a dance competition? 
don't think so. So imagine if a billion people were watching when Chloe's like, mom, I can't get out there. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel, I don't feel I'm going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. I, emotionally, I'm not in a good place. She did that. Mm-hmm. He didn't apologize for it. No. She came back is in, and is better for mm-hmm. taking care of herself. Yeah. Where the old I, that was is- brave. Yeah, that was very brave. And also to say it was uh, like an emotional or a mental health issue. It wasn't like, ooh, I pulled my Achilles. And I think she got a lot of pushback for that at of first. She did. That, yeah. old, that old way does not like it. They want to keep, you know, back when I was younger, it was like, go no matter what. You just go. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Go. Here's a cigarette. Go light your bottle rocket out back. You'll be fine. So that's what I enjoy about her. And I think she's really changed the sport as long as, as well as another, that uh, tennis star, I forget her name. I think it's Osaki, where. I'm not very well versed in tennis. I tell the kids this is, and I would tell the girls this at times on Dance Moms, some of them, is that you're more important than this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Simone showed, showed is I'm not Simone Biles, the gymnast. I'm Simone, Simone Biles who does gymnastics. So um, I think that that is important for kids mm-hmm. that are competing in dance because when your identity is in dance only or in yep. anything, when you fail, it's devastating. Well, not to make this egocentric, but the pressure on a child is exorbitant because they're so closely identifying with that. And I can speak as a fully formed adult. I struggled when Dance Moms was over because people all over the world called me Chloe's mom. And it was the only thing I identified with was you're this other person's mom. And I kept saying like, but I'm more than just that. So I get that you are a dancer, like, or I'm sorry, the gymnast or the dancer, not a dancer or who someone who does that. Because yes. I kept saying, well, I'm not just Chloe's mom. I am Clara's mother, but I'm also Christy. I'm also an individual. I also exist outside of the nucleus of my family. Um so that was hard as an adult. So I can't imagine the pressure it has on a child or a world-class level athlete who the world has put so much pressure on. And and a lot of these athletes, just like our girls, when they were on Dance Moms or Young Dancers, they are shouldering the weight that most adults can't. And mm-hmm. it's amazing that we put that on children. And then we're like, oh, you're fine. And then when you really take a step back and you look at it, you're like, wow, that's a lot. And so it is, um, it is really moving to see someone be able to say like, no, I am more than that. And so I do agree with you that she's a great example. And you did that. No, I mean, Simone did that. that What I'm saying is even by leaving the show, Mm -hmm. you did that. Because I talked about this before. I think it can feel very hard. When that is your identity, you mm-hmm. had been on for four seasons. I very much identified with being a dance bomb. I still do. And I think even people, even women 
and dance dads, people on that are listening right now that weren't on the show, mm-hmm. they understand that too. Oh, yeah. I mean, because far before there was a camera there, uh, it, even in your own communities or your own circles or your own dance worlds, like, if, for instance, I absolutely 1 million percent knew who Jill was before she was ever on Dance Moms because I saw her at comps and I was like, oh, that's the woman who always wears all the accessories um, <laughs> and fur. Uh, but, you know, like, you know, people in those circles and you do become very uh, closely identified as that. And it's not just dance, it's anywhere. We, it, as a parent or anything that you do over and over again, that becomes your identity. And it's, I've been on my own self-discovery journey over the last, you know, six years to become an, an individual person again. And how did you go about, what is your self-discovery journey? How do you go about in doing that? Do you pray? Do you meditate? Do you uh, I think authors? that Prayer is an overall, um, I think that's a, how do I want to say it? I wouldn't say, if you asked me, do you pray? I wouldn't say, yes, I pray. However, I think what I do, if I told you and explained it, you would say, well, that's a prayer because that's what you identify as a prayer. I do a lot of self-reflection. I do a lot of um, in inner work, I do a lot of speaking with whoever I believe to be a higher power, whether it be a God or a universe or just angels, whatever, you know, I know everybody sees things differently. Um, and I think it's all interchangeable. It's just what words resonate with you as a person. But uh, it really, look, I'm sitting here. I journal, I journal every day. Um, I spend a lot of quiet time, reflective quiet time. Um, that's probably the most effective for me is just that reflective quiet time, which could be meditation. It could just be silence. It could just be like sitting in an emotion and like feeling it and really getting to the root of it. Right um, there. That's yeah. a, I mean, women have a great, you know, you have a lot of permission to do that. I think mm-hmm. young girls and women, but I'm sure as you get older, it's hard to do that because you got, especially especially you running your businesses. Oh, I'm feeling anxiety. I don't got time for this. I got to go. But well, and you're also you have a lot of uh, that word is so overused, like you're not supposed to live in a state of anxiety all the time. But then when you're realizing like, no, I actually really have anxiety, like I can't breathe, like my chest is tight. You're like, where is this coming from? And it's taken me a long time to really get to the root of things. Cause I, I will always go, Oh, it's this, the most obvious thing. And then I, I have to go deeper and I'm like, no, well, what is it about that? Or what is that reminding me of? Or what am I insecure about? Um, what am I worried about? So there's a lot of, I, I've really come into this later in my life. If, if you would have talked to me about this when I was like 22, I would have been like, Meh. but now that I'm older, um, and I have more time for myself. I'd like to say I'm a late bloomer. You know, I, I've really become, I think, a much happier person just because I've done inner work. And honestly, I think therapy is great. I go to therapists. I I very much believe in therapy. And um, it's just nice to talk about yourself for an hour to somebody who isn't going to judge you. And who's objective. I do therapy as well, too. And it, yeah. it's a lot of... Um... Similar to what you said, mm-hmm. um, being with the emotion. Because even being a gay man, 
you're still raised like a straight man. So you're not allowed to have your feelings because, you know, you don't come out when you're five or six because there's no sexuality. That's really true. I never, I guess I didn't really think about that because I do think a lot of times people will generalize or stereotype gay men as being effeminate or very sensitive, but that's probably, I mean, that's, I, I know that not to be true because I have lots of gay men who are my friend. And so I, I know that there's a wide range of that, but I never thought about it from the perspective of growing up and you're still raised to kind of couch those emotions and, and we shove are them down. We are feminine and that has nothing to do with sexuality. I think it's because we're in a male body. So when we're younger, they don't like the femininity. So they teach you mm-hmm. collectively. Christy can cry. Mm-hmm. John can cry. Right. So, Which is actually such bullshit because that's so like, imagine if all of our husbands cried and like released that stress, they probably would be so much happier. And I'm yes. saying husbands Say in a, like a heterosexual relationship. That's what I mean. Like, oh, I know. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I love what? how you're so aware. I love this. I don't, I know why you're aware and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. I wanted to. Um... Okay. Well, yeah, let's talk. Yeah, you you, you go through your questions. I know you have a lot. I do, but you know, I'm talking to you and whatever happens, happens. Go with <laughs> um, How I do, I do want to start this and I like this and we've maybe kind of done it already, but it's this thing that I do. Speaking of feelings, mm-hmm. kind of want to do this with every podcast. Um, and so the question is, it's to kind of ground us. Usually I do it in the beginning, but But I started talking right away. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, So the questions are, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. If it was a color, what would it be? Okay. And where is it in your body? Okay. And what is it saying? Okay. So do you want to go first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah. Um, I, I as soon as you said these questions, I immediately like have my answers. I'm very pink today. I'm excited. Um. I was excited to do this podcast because I adore you. I mean, that's not, I adore you on a lot of levels, which we'll talk about um, because I knew we were going to have a deep conversation. Um, I'm feeling a little, I want to say pink and gold sparkly. I've had a lot of gold energy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've embraced that gold effervescent, like sparkliness, because I think that that's a, a powerful color. I don't know why, but it's what I envision. And you too. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm saying pink and gold and that's what my wallpaper. Yeah, no, that totally is a coincidence. Um, so a little Glinda feeling a little Glinda bubble, um, or Glinda, if you're a wicked fan, not wizard of Oz. And I would say my energy, where is it? Probably my heart space. I mean, I feel like that's where a lot of energy comes from, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it can be, you know, in the throat. I always think a lot, a lot of times for me, it's in the throat or in my hmm. face sometimes. Oh, that's interesting. It might be my throat now that you're saying that because it was definitely higher in my chest. Let me, m- maybe, may- maybe in, in that general area. It? it would be excitement. Is that what you said? Yes, but I'm also going through, uh, I tend to live very 
all of my alignments in the world, all my spiritual alignments tend to be very up here. I'm very in my head. Um, so grounding is something I always work on. I'm always like grounding, like grounding myself where I'm sitting. I have my sound bowls that we were joking about. Like I focus on grounding with those. Um, I'm always trying to ground myself a little bit because I'm very fairy floaty. Um, so I would say I'm feeling grounded today, which is actually a good feeling for me. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know you did sound bowls. I totally mm-hmm. missed that when you said that before. Yeah. Sound bowls are actually, I mean, they're, they're designed for a million reasons, you know, but, um, they're different. The different, uh, notes affect different chakras. And I am, um, all of my, it's all of my higher chakras that are always activated because I'm, I'm very, I'm a very in my head person. Sometime I'm going to have you do your human design chart and we're going to go through it. And we're going to talk about you. Google I know we'll that. talk about it. You'll Google love it. Chart. Okay. Google that. I know I'm going to after this. Yeah. I'll do yours for you. I mean, I'm not a reader, but I know enough about it that I can like do yours for you. It's fun. It's really accurate too. It's kind of like a combination of astrology and chakras and I, there's some, there, there's a couple other Eastern modalities that are involved in it, but I can't remember what they are. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll read your, we'll, we'll read your chart. We'll see who you are. No, I, I want to. And thank you for mm-hmm. sharing and being so open. Cause I know, um, it's different when people ask that. Cause usually people say, how are you doing? It was like, okay. But yeah. Like, how are you feeling? I think. I like oh, to a, those are great questions. What about you? What are your colors? Wait, let me think if I can feel like what I know you're going to say. Okay, go ahead. I have my, my thoughts. So how am I feeling? I'm feeling joyful. Okay. Cause I want to, I don't want to make this all about me, but um, if I was a color, I would be this. Okay. Oh, what is that? Fuchsia? Kind of, yeah. I, yeah, I would say fuchsia. It's definitely. Hot pink. I would, mm, I I would say more fuchsia than hot pink. Okay. Where is it in my body? It's in my throat. Okay. And what is it saying? Be fierce. Oh, I love that. <laughs> what well, is your saying? Mine is saying, um, I believe in myself because I I've been struggling with like self value for like my 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 own value for a while it's been something i've been working on i would never think that because i know you i would think that but i would not even because i know you i would not think you struggle with it because you come across as the most like um this is not a negative but a very slow bulldozer not a fast But a slow one that just kind of keeps and knocks down whatever is in front of it, which, um, which I love about you because I want to definitely talk about that when we talk about Chloe in Brooklyn. Yeah, no, I would say I think I I struggle. I think everybody struggles at different times with like finding their own self worth, and that's been something I personally been working on the last couple of months. Look, I'm very confident, but you know what I mean? Like when you really sit and you're like, well, you have all those conversations in your brain of like worthiness and things like, God, I struggle with that. Look, I had a story childhood true. too. What? Those are never true. I always tell people. Oh, no, they're never true, but it's your own head. It's 99% true. It's still a lie. And that's oh, what. 
I'm going to put yeah. that on a post-it and put it on my account. That's so great. It's meant to kind of trick you. Mm-hmm. So it could be somewhat true. That's still a lie. Hmm. If I told you something somewhat true, Christy, you'd be like, John's a liar. Huh. So. That's um, in- Excuse me. That's really interesting. So then, you know, which I think is aligned with all of this to get us. I mean, at least anytime I'm asking God for help, praying, trying to heal something, the other F word comes up. Not the one. Not my favorite F word. <laughs> Finances. No, my favorite F word. <laughs> forgiveness forgive you are a forgiving soul you are always like you need to forgive because sometimes i will text john something and i'm like and he's like the most powerful thing you can do is forgive i'm like i hate everyone (laughs) it's true but you know what forgiveness is tough but it's also very uh freeing and i've without commandeering this about my own personal life forgiveness is definitely something i have worked on this year um that I never thought I would be addressing. And it's very freeing. Things you way before dance part. moms. Yeah. Thank you for saying that last part. Cause we start off by going, Oh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. But the last part of what does it give you when mm-hmm. you do it is it's freeing. Oh, it's so freeing. When you finally let go of something, because the only one that it's hurting is you, which we hear and we understand like in a logical way. But the minute your emotions step in, you're like, I hate it. I don't want to forget that person. They don't deserve it. But when you finally do it, it's you who is untethered. And yes. And, you know, not to. Um, I mean, you brought it up. You, mm-hmm. I, I was cutting you off, but you this is prior to Dance Moms. You talked about this, but. I mean, you're a reality TV star and people <laughs> saw so you. Weird. I mean, you used to have that on your thing. People uh, I did. mistakes. You oh, just, no, it's still there. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's my favorite thing I've ever used. That's How, my description. It? it goes, I make mistakes. Some have been on TV. That is my tagline in life. It's true. So m- collectively, we make mistakes Dance moms at dance competitions, they do it in front of a group of five women, maybe 10. (laughs) You did it in front of millions of people. (laughs) How did you forgive yourself looking back? And did you, I'm not assuming, I don't Mm -hmm. want to assume either that you thought you didn't need to, but looking back at yourself at mistakes you made. Oh, I mean, I'll be completely honest. There are still things that I struggle with because they're so egregious when you go back and you watch them. But I think the way I look at it is that for most of the world, the mistakes that you make are over. They don't exist. You know what I mean? Like once they're over. And what I mean by that is the only thing that exists is the presence. Like if you go back and you were like, the civil war happened. I heard somebody else give this example. This is not my example. You would be like, okay, yes, the civil war did happen. But if you said, go outside right now and show me evidence that the civil war happened, you couldn't show anybody evidence. It doesn't exist. 
The only thing that exists is somebody telling you it existed or the memory of it. So to me, everybody's past doesn't really exist. The only people holding on to it are the people retelling it or your own brain. However, when you make mistakes that are repeated on (laughs) streaming (laughs) services, (laughs) those mistakes still exist. And I'm like, yeah, they happen. I'm like, can we please like, I have a hard time getting past some stuff because I will still see clips of my worst behavior. And I'm like, I get it. I was terrible. Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, So sometimes that's a little hard, but I always look at in the moment, having all of the experiences I had up until that exact moment in life, the decisions I made were exactly the decisions that I was capable of making with the information I had. You know what I mean? Like I would make different decisions now because I have different information. But at that point, I thought I was making the right choices of what I was doing for the most part. I mean, there's still some things that I'm like, oh, that was terrible. But I I had to look at it and kind of forgive that person because she was doing the best she could. You know, I had a lot of different things happening. Uh, nobody will ever understand what it was like to film that show unless you filmed it. I mean, you know, because you saw it, but I mean, to actually sit in it every single day and to have that stress and that anxiety. Um, I was just, I was trying to survive. I really was. And so it's easy to forgive yourself when you look back and you're like, girl, you were in survival mode. And the fact that you even got through it is admirable. Do you do that as well to other people that you know? Are you that? Is it easy um, to people if they are? if you know where they're coming from? Yes and no. Uh, That is something I work on, you know, because I do give some people grace and then other people, and that's a struggle. I mean, that is something that I personally have struggled with that I try to do, um, but it's hard. It's a work in progress. Hopefully someday I can be like, absolutely. But when I said there are people that I was going back and forgiving before the show, Um, Obviously, I'm talking about like family issues and family members. So that has been incredibly freeing. I mean, there are still people in my life that I still struggle with forgiveness. I think I will get there someday, but it's hard. (laughs) And it's so I'm working on it. I'm doing the best I can. But I've also learned to remove myself from situations that drain my energy. Like being around those people or rewatching things. And the other thing that has actually been a little bit therapeutic about forgiving myself and starting to forgive other people is rewatching the show. It's incredibly hard to do, but it forces me to relive that moment and kind of look at it from a different perspective. Cause I do look at it a little bit differently. This, this watch. Cause I didn't watch it. I feel that's what forgiveness is. You know, I love me some Jesus. I I know you love some Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the thing that he says, you know, when somebody slaps you, turn your other cheek. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody was, teaching about that and it was more turn your other cheek means there's another perspective Mm. not literally you know let them keep Mm -hmm. hitting you right there's another perspective of looking at what they did 
to let them off the hook. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. and I, I mean, and again, I guess my question is, how do you, that's fine if you live in your own little Glenda bubble mm-hmm. that you live in, but what about the people on social media that constantly bring it up to you? That same mistake over and over, over again. and over and over. Well, you get a really thick skin. Um, you learn how to protect yourself from things like that. Like there are things I just don't read comments about. Like I just don't. Um, if people send things to me, I might look at it and then I have to make a conscious decision to delete it or to not dwell on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I could anybody can sit and ruminate on something. I have to be very deliberate about being like, nope, I'm not going to dwell on this. That was 12 years ago. I'm not that person. I mean, that's the only way you can get past it. Your focus. Your yeah. focus. You have to, yeah, you have to switch it. And unfortunately, I mean, it's not just me, anybody on social media. Like if, if say you post a picture and you look a little like heavy, I'm not saying you do, but you know, whatever. And people come after you and they're like, you're so fat. And you're like, wait, what? And like, then you dwell on that forever, you know? So it's anybody, you have to kind of decide what you're going to focus on and take away that power by not focusing on it. Because if you dwell on it, that's all that's going to keep showing itself to you. Oh, you know, you said that word power, you know, and Mm -hmm. Obviously, these days, people like to take away people's power. Mm -hmm. So when you don't feel you have a choice, you feel at the mercy of those Mm -hmm. comments and of those things. Um, I mean, I remember I was on when I did Dance Moms. I did one episode (laughs) and somebody called like people were commenting on my eyebrows so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I well, kind, I, I vaguely remember you bringing that up. I had just got them done. They were. Oh, God, I mean, people are then, so mean. On fleek. You know, that's probably when I was on. Like, yeah, they were on fleek. But. Yeah, um, it's I hurtful. Mean, how, do you, how do you keep your power? Know that you have a choice. How do you keep your power, Christy? In the face of adversity, of people doubting you, people telling you you're just a dance mom yeah i think that's when you have to this is what i'm telling you like the self-worth that i've been working on you have to go inside of yourself you know you start to look at those other people and you're like okay i did something really i think um that was effective for me i was thinking about uh being just a dance mom because that is something like oh you're just a dance mom whatever so i started thinking about i don't watch reality tv anymore i used to um before dance moms and i was thinking about some of the old cast members that i enjoyed watching on reality shows other than dance moms and i was like would i ever think of that person as just a housewife or just a survivor or you know and i'm like no these are people who entertained me like i think they're they're bringing value to the world cuz it's an escape they're giving me something to laugh at and i'm like they're more than just that and i wouldn't think of that as just that so why am i downplaying myself so i think a lot of what i'm saying is you have to go internal you have to like look within yourself and then you also have to look at other people and be like would i take advice from an idiot who can't run a business if i was running a business like no 
So why am I taking somebody else's opinion who has never posted a picture of themselves on the internet for somebody else to judge telling you that your eyebrows are weird or whatever they did, you know, like put yourself out there. Let me get, let me, let me have a crack at you, <laughs> you know, cause these are people who are hiding and I'm thinking to myself, at least I'm brave enough to get out there and, and be vulnerable. And guess what? Wow. Whether, whether you are judging me or you're adoring me, you're still watching. So thanks for the rating. <laughs> There's the producer. There That's it the is. Producer. See, she's have... not just a dance mom. She's a producer That's too. That's right. Keep, well, hey, I, it's keep watching. Relative, it's relative to everyone too, because I'm sure mothers go through that. You're just 100%. a mom. You can start your own business or you're just a girl or mm -hmm. you're just, oh, you're a gay guy. You can never be president. Oh, you're, you know, it really kind of goes into everything. And that's why I asked you is because I know that you've been. Um, yeah. And like, anyway, all of that's such bullshit. Like you're just a mom. Are you kidding? You're doing the work of a nanny, a homeschool teacher, a cook, uh, like a maid, a driver, like get out of here. You're not just anything. You're doing 500 jobs. And P.S. I would so vote for a gay man for president. Are you kidding? Like maybe the country would get straightened out. <laughs> Cause I'm telling you, like, some of my very dearest friends are gay men and there's qualities that I think are always similar because you've all had similar struggles. And so I think you'd be very compassionate and I'm generalizing, you know, not every person is like that, but I'm kind of I being funny. On, uh, Pete Buttigieg. I had a hard time even when I worked on his campaign saying his name, mm. 2020. Um, he's now the secretary of, I think, transportation. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I try not to know much about politics. Sorry. I can't stand it. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg. I think he will be our first. He's only 40. I think he's going to be our first um, gay president. I mean, that's got, really interesting. Yeah, I do believe that. And I think um, he's married. He has a kid. Anyway, um, thank, okay, that's good. That was good. Good stuff. Thanks. Doing it. Um, okay. <laughs> Now to the insanity. Yes, go One, ahead, please. You're starting a dance competition. And there's well, going to be lots let's of Let's be moms. clear. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, there will be lots of dance moms. I'm not starting the competition. Chloe is. Okay, oh, okay. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I apologize, Chloe. No, that's okay. And I, I uh, am very conscientious about that because... She very much wants to exude her independence away from her bossy, domineering, overbearing mother. So I want to make sure that I am clear that it's Chloe's dance competition, John. It's not mine. But you all are working together. You, Diane yes. Pent, Brittany Pent, and Chloe. Yes. Chloe is the majority stakeholder in it. She's the CEO. Then Brittany is COO, like right behind her. And then I have a lesser role and Diane is like, you know, rounding it out. But yes, it is the four of us. Um, and we each have like, I'm, I'm more in charge of marketing. We each have a very defined role, but um, yeah, I'm a little bit afraid of dance moms. I'm not going to lie. Well, no, this is a quote from you. Okay. You maybe dance moms you are not or not. No, it just popped up recently. And I was uh -huh. like, this is perfect. What is it? Before. You were like, 
this is about dance. Are you people insane? Like you were like, are you kidding me? Like we are just dancing here. Yes. That, but it was this about dance. Do you remember saying that? I do. I do. I used to say that often in my interviews. They didn't often use it, but I'm like, we are actually lunatics. We are maniacs. This is dance. It's similar um, to when that person asked me, um, I was telling, maybe I was, t- yeah, I was telling you about something that had happened or something. Maybe it wasn't you. It might've been Holly. And she was like, well, were the stakes high? And I was like, oh, we you were on a text with me and Holly. Yeah, I was on it. Out. There was literally yeah. a Starbucks McDonald's down the aisle. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, the stakes were not high. I think I have that text chain saved. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. I was on it. It was really funny. But I mean, it's it becomes, I have said this from Jump about dance and dance moms is anytime you involve women and their children, and then you throw in the element of showmanship and rhinestones and makeup and costumes, like you don't think shit's going to get crazy? You're wrong. Because it sure is. And I will sit there and I will count how many rhinestones you have on your hat. And I will make sure Chloe has one more than you. So I know (laughs) Chloe. I I love that you said that. I know Chloe. You know, Uh I know you and your personalities. There's parts of them that are different. And I'm sure people know that. Oh, my God. They haven't seen really. And I know they're going to see her for the Mm -hmm. reunion more as a a young As an adult, right. Yeah, but... Um, and maybe this is a question for her, but you know, how are you going to be able to, how is it different? I feel as though Chloe wouldn't want the insanity at the dance competitions. She won't. Her whole premise for doing this is that she wants to create an experience probably similar to, I think what I I think you and Chloe have parallels where you have high expectations and you want to see amazing dancers, but you want it to feel uplifting and positive. And you want people to walk away with more than just, you know, you happen to have the greatest developé or you were born with the most beautiful foot. Like dance is still important um, to lots of people for a lot of different reasons. And I think she wants to um, be a power, a source of power for people, um, not to just only focus on the negative, like, oh, you always get second, second is the first to lose, whatever. I think she wants people to not turn their back on something because of a negative experience over and over and over, like what happened to her. So um, I think that she will go above and beyond to create a nurturing environment to make sure that the insanity isn't there. Um, to protect the kids and the dancers. Uh, and I, I mean, protect them, not like, oh, I'm protecting you from my mom, but protect their love of something so that they will not um, have have like that deep seated. And because what I mean is all of Chloe's experiences, obviously are very specific. She was on a TV show. But what I'm saying is there's lots of kids who have left something that they love because maybe they had somebody who wasn't supportive of them or beat them down because they weren't the best. And that's really a shame because there are so many valuable lessons that come from dance that might not just be about the technical aspect of dance that you're missing out on because all you're focusing on is your teacher telling you you sucked. 
So mm-hmm. I think that she's trying to create a little bit more of a positive environment. Um, which I am happy to support John. I am quite able to exist in a world without screaming at people. <laughs> no, I know you changed a lot. I, I mean, you, you have, I mean, I've seen it. Like I said, in the beginning, I've, someone would have said, Oh, you're going to be talking. You'd be like, Oh God, she's going to yell at forgiveness. me. You know, <laughs> 10 years from now, I'd be like, um, yeah, you're, you're, I'm not going back to you. I'm not giving you money. Whoever said that. I feel dance competitions are changing because of the oh, I do too. climate of stuff that's gone on and uh-huh. adv- advocacy for children. Uh-huh. Um, Thank God. Or, Thank God it's changing. Yeah. And accountability. And I guess if you knew, if you know, um, how are you keeping the, si- the space safe for children against the platform, against, you know, abusive teachers, um, abusive uh, just protecting the child, even the gay community, even the transgender mm-hmm. community, because there are more kids that are transitioning younger and mm-hmm. want to compete. There mm-hmm. are more out gay men and women at these competitions. And um, unfortunately, not everyone is up to date in the dance competition world with that and right. wants to silence them, mm-hmm. take their power away. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, to win will be abusive, mm-hmm. abusive emotionally, abusive physically to their mm-hmm. training. And um, I know dance competitions can't know everything that happens at a dance studio, right. but I just was wondering how you all were creating a safe space. I think the biggest, the biggest thing is creating, and, and I. I just want to preface this by saying this is definitely going to be something that's fluid that changes as we learn more because it's hard to go into something and say this is exactly what's going to go on because you don't know. I mean, you really don't. But I think we are trying to be very inclusive in um, uh, like divisions, categories. You know, where do you feel we have we have maybe uh, like a category that could be a little bit more. um uh, how do I want to say it? Um, I can't remember exactly what name Chloe and Brittany landed on, honestly. And I'm sorry, I should have looked it up, but it would be non-binary. Uh, correct. If you're non-binary, but also, um, if you choose to just, uh, you, you might, you might not have to say I'm non-binary, but you can choose to compete in that category. If you're still kind of in that transition, not even a transition, if you're in an unsure space, amazing, you so- know, like, are you unsure? Okay, well, great. If you don't want to be judged against boys and you don't want to be judged against girls, then we'll go in this category. We'll adjudicate you and figure it out. Um, uh, I mean, we will definitely have people on site that are keeping eyes on things, especially in dressing rooms or backstage, because you know as well as I do that kids can be mean and they can say things. And if it's just somebody stepping in, uh, and just making sure that maybe somebody feels and teachers. I think it's more the teachers, honestly. A hundred percent. I was just going to say that. Um, I know that this has been something that you and I have talked about, and there's actually a gentleman that has. I don't want to say who it is or what have you, but he 
he has a lot of connections in the dance world. And I've talked to him about the fact that there is not a governing body in dance to hold anybody accountable. And I know that that's something that in the community has been kind of thrown around because mm -hmm. things like gymnastics and ice skating, there is a governing body who tries to keep things on the up and up and dance is kind of like the wild west. So I don't know if it's a, if it's a case where if there are teachers that are reported to be doing this and that, then they're essentially expelled or not allowed to compete. You can create your own um, governing body. Elevate, right? Not elevate, elevate. Elevate. You can create your own governing body for elevate and, and people, you know, start that there. I mean, that would be amazing if it grew outside to other competitions, right. but be one of the first to have that. And yeah. um, I think it's just a matter of just keeping an eye on things, being mindful, being um, supportive. And that's the thing is Chloe is Gen Z. Gen Z is a completely different generation than anybody else. As you know, I do believe that they are going to change everything because they are advocates. They don't just sit around and do, they don't, they're not all talk. Like they do take action. Um, I try to be mindful, which I know you have some questions about, uh, like Chloe coming out and like talking about her girlfriend. Um, yeah, tell, me, tell me about that. Yeah. And, but also Brittany is very mindful because she's in the, the entertainment space professionally. And she has lots of friends who have probably struggled and been through some challenging things growing up uh, in that community. So we're just trying to be mindful. One thing that I do know that people brought up is we had announced this year that nationals were going to be in Florida. And the reason we decided Florida was because it was an easy place for families to go. Um, hotels aren't that expensive. You know, it's it's a great place to go. We, we looked at other options and then it was really pointed out, and it was not something that we ever really thought about, is that it's not a safe space for transgender dancers. Now, that was a mom who was being very vocal. Um, and I again, I'm generalizing because I'm sure there's a lot of transgender dancers or gay performers in Orlando. Um, but she just mentioned that maybe that wasn't the safest space. And that's something that we really are taking into consideration for subsequent years. That doesn't mean we will never go to Florida. But now that that's on our radar, it's definitely something to consider. Maybe we have two nationals, uh, a place where... West Coast, West Coast. Well, we are. And that's definitely this year because it really is just a jumping off point for Chloe to get her feet wet as a business owner and explore that world of dance and work out the bugs. Next year, she has all intentions of expanding and going like nationwide. So we will be West Coast next year as well. It's just she didn't want to bite off more than she could chew in her first year. So that's why it was stuck to 12 cities more on the East Coast. Um, easier travel, smaller staff, figuring it out. I mean, it's still an upstart business. It looks, I mean, the advertising, everything looks. Well, the branding's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very, very good. And I already can tell th where it's going, mm -hmm. even by, I think today I read a quote from someone on, I think they shared it. I don't think it was, it was Chloe. Chloe. It was about oh, the space. Was. Well, no, it was on Elevate, but it was Chloe talking about the environment she grew up in. Yes. And so I know with that emotional part, 
your producing part, your marketing mm-hmm. part, um, Diane and, Br- and Brittany's legs and feet. Oh, that girl <laughs> has the best legs and feet ever. She's such a performer. And Diane, um, her as no well, nonsense being a dance mom, knowing yep. that that time she's been in that world forever and having a boy as well, mm-hmm. who understands that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel really good. And I know it's going to be. Bold. I hope. I hope it's going to be all the things that we intended to be. And I think year one is definitely going to be a struggle. I mean, all new businesses are hard just to make sure that we work out all the bugs. But I think year two is when it's really going to come into its own and then just go from there. So I'm excited for it. I'm very proud of Chloe. She's graduating from college like next month. And then she's stepping right into her own business, which I have to say is that's kind of, I, it was never planned that way. It just went that way. And is it's kind of, it's wild to think about. She's following in her mother's footsteps because, you know, I love a business. I'd love to judge too. Well, John, you will judge, please. Are you kidding? At some point you will absolutely judge, which we'll talk about. I love talking to moms and dance moms. They always make me feel good when they, I think when you talk about your children, mm-hmm. that's when I can really kind of feel the mom vibes from all of, of course. you. So, um, you know, Chloe, a few years ago came mm-hmm. out and now mm-hmm. she, I've met Brooklyn. My I bonus like daughter. Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I said, I, I call Brooklyn my bonus daughter. Oh, that's see. That's, She's my bonus daughter. Yeah. Brooklyn's amazing. So, you know, I mean, I can, I know people and my, I can say this, my parents weren't as accepting when well, I first. John, I had a really hard time with that. You know that you were one of the first person people I called and I was just, I didn't know how to handle it because it was not something I was expecting. It was very, uh, now let me say one thing, and I'm not making excuses for myself by any stretch, but when Chloe came out, there was a lot of other things couched in it. Like Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of difficulties after Dance Moms because really Dance Moms was hard. Um, And there was just some things that were said that were very hurtful that weren't necessarily anything to do with that announcement, but just about me as the type of mother I was. And it was it was a very painful time for for me as a mom. Um, And it was hard. It was really hard. I, I think what I can say is I was terrified because she has such a big online presence and people are cruel that I was afraid of what the acceptance would be. And so I kind of felt terrified. And unfortunately, my terror presented itself in... I probably wasn't the the most supportive I could be. No, I'm not even saying I probably wasn't. I wasn't the most supportive I could be because I was just... I had so many emotions. Like I thought she was going to be judged. This was going to be hard. Her life was going to be hard. And I just... I projected all of my fears and insecurities on her when in fact she was being the bravest human that I could ever have hoped to have raised. And when I look back on that, even with me being like, Oh, like flipping out and just not knowing how to handle it. She was still so fucking brave and like stood Mm -hmm. and said, no, this is who I am. And I'm proud of it. And if you don't like me, 
I don't care. Unfollow me. Don't, don't, whatever. And it just, that to me just goes to show. I always said on the show, I wanted to raise somebody that I liked. I would always love my children. And not only have I raised somebody that I like, but I've raised somebody that I hope to be like. Like, I admire her so much. And it took a little bit of while for me to get to a point where I was fully accepting of it. Because it's, I, I mean, I think any parent who has a child come out, it is hard to deal with. Uh, because it's unexpected. All of your expectations of what you think their life is going to look like, it's almost like a grieving period because you have to understand like that's not what it is, but that's okay. Different isn't bad. It's just different. But I, I had to get this there. Though, is you didn't, you know, I'm not, you, when you came to me, you came to me seeking for advice. Mm-hmm. So that was... It's like, how do I, how, what, what do I do? How do you I, open. you yeah. know, you were wanting to accept. And I don't yeah, know if that's speak- the correct wording, but you were open to where a lot of parents are not open. They kick them out. Yeah. That's, them. it's really. They tell them they're going to hell. They, you know, that's the stuff that ironically, it comes from their own families, not social media. Yeah, no, I know that. Um, But I think, I think back to even, there was a moment when she was home for the holidays and things were very tense between us. And she just looked at me with those eyes and they were welling up with tears and she just wanted a hug. And I hugged her, but I was so like, I probably like my energy probably didn't read like I am your mom, like in the most supportive way. And I've never really talked about this. I've never even talked to her about it. That moment gives me so much guilt because I, I wasn't that supportive mom as much as I could have been. And so again, I make mistakes. (laughs) Some have been on TV. You know, forgive yourself, Christy. I I have. I really have. Talking about it on here, and I have about it. You can do better. Uh Um, apologize for that. Well, I have apologized. Um, I've talked to Chloe about it. Uh, I have forgiven myself. Um. I, I've never really come out and talked about it publicly just because honestly, I I think it helps some people to hear it. I do. I think maybe some parents out there could identify with what I'm saying, but I also, to be quite honest, how you said, like when people come after you, I didn't want people to come after me for something that I was already beating myself up about, you know, because I hated myself that I couldn't just be like, yes, I accept everything. I had to get to a place where I was okay with it. And it took some time. And now I could care less in the sense that it doesn't, I I don't want to say I could care less. That's not what I mean. Now I support whatever choice either of my children make wholeheartedly. Um, I absolutely adore Brooklyn, who Chloe has been dating now for three years. She is my bonus daughter. She calls me her bonus mare, which is French for mom, which Chloe calls me mare. Um, I love her. I love how much my daughter loves her. I love the support they have for each other. 
And um, I think they are precious and adorable. And I think that they are really uh, inspirational for other people out there to be brave and stand up and say, this is the person I love. Like, they really, the they really are. And, you know, Brooklyn in her own right is super bold. And oh, my God. Yes. Of all that she's been through and inspiring. Mm-hmm. And what I love about them is, you know, Chloe's, um, this is not a bad word either. She's meek. She's yes, she's meek. Quiet. She's, she's reserved. She's reserved. Brooklyn and is not. Not, but even as a couple, there's all different types of couples out there. That already is a statement. Mm-hmm. You know, there's many ways of being an advocate or a role model, mm-hmm. but even being that type of couple is a role model in itself because not everyone wants to go out there and um, be at the, and I'm not saying she's not, but mm-hmm. be at the human rights campaign standing. That's exactly platform. right. And she has said a million times uh, because somebody said to me, that she's like, oh my God, Chloe's a queer icon. And I said that to Chloe and she's like, I don't want to be an icon. I'm nobody's poster child. And she said, I hope that um, it like, if it inspires somebody or if it gives somebody the confidence, she said, but I don't, this isn't about just screaming from the rooftops and like shoving things down somebody's throat. She's like, this is about me and what I want and what I stand for. And she's like, and it's something that's important to me. So I want to keep it closer to my chest than use it as a, like a social media campaign. And I'm going to say this too, to anyone who's queer or gay or in Chloe's position or my position, and maybe to the people that are watching them that aren't in that position, they can do it however they want. A hundred percent. They at times, I would feel pressure to, um, I guess, to be the, do it perfectly, come out uh-huh. perfectly. Yeah. When I was the one in pain. So, yeah. no. If anything, the ones that aren't in that position, mm-hmm. to me, have more responsibility, give hmm. more grace, more mercy, more forgiveness. Because we're all still figuring out. It's it's as individual as a person. And how to be open in a world where you can be attacked for it. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of. um, And I want to kind of say this because I feel I'm correct in this. But if I'm not, let me know. I feel your problem or your um, hard time with it, your challenge. Mm -hmm, Yeah was not moral, was not religious, was not anything that, um, like that, that it was maybe more of a, where moms can understand of an idea of what you had for your daughter. That's exactly what it was. That's all it was. It was, I, I, I'm very spiritual. I'm not religious. So for me, it's not, oh my God, you're going to hell, which I know 
that is oftentimes, you know, a parent's issue. It was literally, I was having a hard time what you said, the idea, like I had always envisioned Chloe walking down the aisle to marry a man. And it was just all of those things changing and shifting, which felt very like, like I was on a merry-go-round. I was very unsteady with where my brain was. So it was just, I had to find my footing. I had to figure it out. I had to figure out how it, how it fit in. No, I didn't have to figure it out. I had to become accepting that that's what it was. And it's just, I I like to be a boss. I like to be in charge. I like to tell my kids what to do. And this is, I'm like, that's going to be hard for you. And I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, that's not my choice. So it was a lot of like letting go. It was a lot of my expectations like learning that you can't force your expectations on another person and letting them be their own person. I think more than anything, it was probably a control thing for me if I really got to the root of it. I don't know. Um, but you know what I mean? Well, like That makes sense. I mean, most dance moms are controlling. Hello. Yes. <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, whether it's the stage or in life. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I will say I'm very, very proud of my growth. It's not my best time in life, but I think it's okay. Because again, I don't do everything perfectly. Just like you said, not everybody comes out perfectly. Not every parent accepts perfectly. That doesn't mean they're not going to get to a place where they can't or won't. And uh, and it, it, it it's going to be the best thing ever because you're going to look at your child and go I have given you the ability to be so brave and so sure of yourself that is a gift and your gift by watching it is you don't shame her no you don't treat her any different no in fact I said if they ever break up I want Brooklyn not Chloe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't shame her and yeah, I don't. But, yeah. but a lo- I mean, a lot of parents do. Yeah, they really do. And I know that's I know you don't live in that world, but I know some people listening. Yeah, know that. And so um, even here and some parents might be listening that in the future, their kid might mm-hmm. come out. So now you kind of know on them. Um, and what I love is you came to me and asked me, you were mm-hmm. like, I don't know exactly, but you were like, John, I know this is hard for me. I know you're a gay man, but you mm-hmm. know, and you were so sweet and open. And I was sobbing. I, I was in Boston. I went down to the hotel lobby. I didn't know how to wrap my brain around it, but you I didn't know. I wish I know some parents, I wish they would open their mind more and go look, talk to a gay person. Mm -hmm. talk to um i know some people recently who had a dinner party i'm gonna call it a barbecue wasn't a dinner party (laughs) let's be clear (laughs) it's a barbecue nothing with barbecues but they were like oh we're not going to invite these people because they disagree with our politics we love oh god yeah and i know you don't i'll just hit this real quick Mm because i know politics turn your stomach um and I said, so you're just calling, you're not inviting them because you want to just all complain about, you all agree and complain and talk politics about what you already believe. You don't want another 
sign to it. The funniest thing about this knowing you is I'm assuming just making an assumption that the person they didn't want to invite would disagree with you. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. And you're advocating for the person who's going to disagree with you. And if you're going to talk, if you're going to have a barbecue and talk about gay rights, have a gay person there. Mm -hmm. If you're going to talk about racism, have a black person there. If you're going to talk about transgender rights, have a transgender person there. Mm -hmm. You're going to talk about women's rights, have a woman who's gone through things that they're talking about. So Mm -hmm. that goes for, I've had to do it my whole life. Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of times I've been to a a straight dance in high (laughs) school and I wish it was a gay dance. I mean, I've been there already. Oh, John. um, So there's that. Um, But I love this. I love it all. I think that um, it's been perfect. Oh, hard eyes. I don't like to use that word, but we definitely got titanium. Oh, I love a titanium. Oh, titanium or a diamond. I like a diamond too. Um, But titanium is amazing. Well, good. I'm glad that this inaugural podcast went well. Um, I do want to end on a fun note. So this is going to be like a... Like a rapid fire? Yeah, like as quickly as you can. Okay. Already, but... All right, let's do it. Favorite dancer? Uh, I'm going to go with Mikhail. Oh, good. Favorite dance movie? Ah, oh, center stage. Favorite style of dance? Mm, musical theater. I know Ooh. everybody likes lyrical. I, I actually really love ballet, too. Sorry. Yeah, you do. You used to have the Nutcracker on your phone. I I do. And we go to the nut. I have a daughter named Clara, for God's sakes. But I do really love a great musical theater number. Okay, yeah. Don't defend yourself. Do I'm it. not. I'm, I'm very proud. Favorite choreographer? I don't know. Um, Maybe Fosse? No, I was going to say Fosse, but no, I'm going to go a little different. You know, uh, I don't know who did it, but I love the choreography in Chicago. The the movie, I know Fosse did Chicago on stage. I like um, the movie. Love, I love the choreography in Chicago. I think it's Marshall. I've worked with Rob Marshall before. He's Uh, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, but Joey Peasy. Yeah. Um, I loved, I love the choreography in that. I feel I know the answer now, but favorite Broadway show. Wicked. Yeah. You started off with that. Mm -hmm. And you, I might've, you might've answered this many times, but I didn't know it. Favorite Chloe dance. Oh, dream on a star. I I know you did. Last but not least, in one sentence, the boldest thing you've done. I said yes to a reality show. Well, Christy, thank you for saying yes to this. I love you. You're welcome. I love you the most. John is amazing. Um, I will come back on this podcast anytime. We will have you come judge Elevate. I will send you all of the cute outfits because you know they're cute. And um, I love you. It's going to be a, definitely a wild ride. And uh, I'm going to have to learn how to behave because I'm not fighting with dance moms. I'm afraid of them. Thank you so much for listening to Dance Dad with John Carella. Thank you to everyone at Hivecast for all that you do. And if this episode meant something to you, please share it and subscribe. Also, you can follow Dance Dad with John Carella on all platforms. But most importantly, 
Remember to be bold and be fierce.